I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Tom. What kind of dog, sorry, what kind of construction are dogs best at? What? Roofing. Oh, as in like they go (laughs) like... like Roofing. Bork, bork, hello, everybody. Bork, bork, hello. I am Tom. I'm Taylor. Sweet. Yeah. Is that the introduction? That's Is that it. how you we did. do it? You yeah. Did. <laughs> I don't think I've ever not done it. I think Mel didn't, like, shouts out to Mel, Missy Babe, but I don't think she ever did it. Yeah. I think I just mostly Like, I started brains. doing it and then I was like, wait a minute. Is wait, there what more do I do? to be said now? <laughs> like, it, feel, it nah, felt man, like it ended it. so early. Okay. Oh, I liked it. Cool. I liked it. Woo. I nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Have you got a story for us today, Taylor? I do. <laughs> um, okay, a little bit morbid, but stay with me. Oh. I'm going to be talking about cadaver dogs. Dead dogs? No. No. No, they're dogs that look for cadavers. Ah, well, that yeah, okay, that is still morbid. I think the word <laughs> Not as morbid as what I was thinking. specific to humans. Is it? No, if... Like animal remains are called. I thought cadavers. cadavers were just sort of like corpses. I thought I thought that's I don't know. what it was. Oh well, I think producer Zane's going to fact check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, I listen to a lot of uh true crime podcasts because <laughs> they're just great. Shout yep, out yep. to um, Murder uh, in the Land of Oz, yes, which is also on yes. this network. Check it out. Um, but they often, yeah, for animals or just people, just people. Just there people. you go. Oh, so wow. cadavers are <laughs> only ever dead human bodies. Okay, cool. Just. A body used in medical research. Oh, okay. So, so oh. a corpse isn't always a cadaver, but a cadaver is always a corpse. Right. You know, like a jacuzzi is a hot tub, well, but not all hot tubs that, are jacuzzi. The whole terminology needs to be fixed then, because why <laughs> do dogs want to search for specifically corpses used for medical research? Because they're solving crimes. Obviously. Uh, 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 okay. They're, well, they're Nancy Drew dogs. All right. <laughs> so basically, um, these dogs they are trained to yes. detect the scent of human remains. So uh. that might be a recently deceased body. It might be. Um, I've been listening to a few podcasts that have dogs that are searching for bodies that have been gone for up to ten years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. these these dogs can search for any kind of human remains for a long, long, long period of time, and that's including after snowstorms or yeah. after yeah, weather yeah. changes or the, the land sticks. has moved yeah. or all that kind of thing. So they're really, really clever. So basically, in a missing person case or a murder case, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to prove a crime happened without evidence. So you're looking for a body. Yeah. You know, it's yep. like it's in when you're trying to solve a crime. Um, you are so much more likely to to prosecute somebody when you have a body as evidence. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and a, body, a murder weapon as well. I've absolutely. Heard. Yes. Yeah. So basically um, cadaver dogs are used to search rather than um, standard search and rescue dogs. So they're specifically trained 
to to scent um to smell the scent of a decaying body rather than a oh. live one because you do have <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be very useful no. <laughs> find the live body boy well they're everywhere <laughs> they do have search and rescue dogs that are can detect a particular scent. So like yeah. you might like Missy's gone missing. No, that was a terrible name that I picked <laughs> from Missy. Um, Lucy has gone missing. Yep. Here's her coat. Here's her hairbrush. Go and find her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example. Yep, yep. But these dogs are looking for decomposing flesh. Right, okay. And they can yeah. be looking for someone specific's decomposing flesh. Like obviously you're not going to let them off on a graveyard and just yeah. be like, find yeah. it. Yeah, go. <laughs> you're going to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> but um, they're, they're trained to locate and follow the scent of decomposing human flesh. It's not very nice. Jeez. Sorry if you're if you're not really into this. Maybe just skip ahead until we get to the breed <laughs> section of today's yep, podcast. Yep. But I think it's really fascinating <laughs> and it's a really um, cool dog with job. You know, it's an important part yeah, yeah, of our society like, I, I is that we need to be able to solve crime. How they would be much more effective at finding that than a human. Yeah. Um in regards to smell. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. So they work both on and off leash. They're trained to detect the scent of decomposition that rises from the soil. So kind Ooh. of the same principle as when a dog knows where he buried his bone. Yes. Oh, so he's I, oh able, that's really cool. Yeah. So oh, okay. he's able to yeah. detect or she, sorry, girl yeah, cadaver oh, dogs, yeah. is able to detect <laughs> Um, this that scent from within the soil because that scent rises. Um, mm. Air scenting is similar to trailing, mm-hmm. but an air scenting dog must be able to pick the scent out of a breeze and then follow it. Gee, that's tough. Yeah, it's yeah. not easy. So they're trained as trailing dogs and air scenting dogs. Um, trailing dogs follow a scent that's on the ground, mm-hmm. whereas the air scenting is on a breeze and then they yeah, have to follow yeah. where the breeze Gee, that, came from. That would be from. so much more difficult because, like, well, yeah, like wind direction changes and that would totally throw off your investigation i imagine yeah yeah well gosh sometimes a murder happens six months later they're trying to find a body and it's gone from summer to winter often yeah like Mm -hmm. and you know and there's six feet of snow on the ground Mm. like that's half the problem um air scenting oh special chemicals are used to simulate the scent of decomposing human flesh when you train them so unlike simulated narcotic smells or other training scents cadaver smells are not available to anyone but as Surf certified trading facility. Oh wow! So you can't just be like, <laughs> you can't just unlike go your up SADA eBay dogs, looking yeah. for cadaver samples from yeah. the dog. So un- yeah, good. unlike <laughs> last week when we were talking about your SADA dogs, how you can kind of volunteer your dog and get them yeah, involved. Yeah, yeah, yep. Not, not the no, same you process. can't do it. This yeah, one. it's no, a okay. highly um, exclusive, exclusive yep. training facility, and you, your dog has to be obviously. Kind I imagine of, like a specific breeds as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the photo, correct me if I'm wrong. It's a German. Oh yeah. Shepherd. That looks like a German shepherd. Um, I think usually kind of those big stocky dogs that are used that have been used yeah, for yeah. hunting and, um, and trek about and got powerful and tracking, noses as tracking well. Tracking dogs. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But you're not, they don't want dogs that are obviously distracted quite easily. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they're, on a mission, yeah, and they, yeah, yeah, they have to know that. See, and I would have thought that beagles would have been not too bad, except then, like, if they're they're trekking about, I guess that would be kind of. They also have to be able to go in kind of weird areas because bodies are uh, often kind of dumped on like yeah, swamps yeah, okay. or like forests, yeah, and rivers or and stuff. Rivers, like yeah, taller dogs kind of, are going to handle that yeah, a lot better, yeah, especially or like fields. Like bodies uh, are often kind of in big terrain areas, and they might be rocky, or they might be slippery, yeah, or they yeah, might be. Yeah. So the dog kind of has to be able to navigate. Sheer-footed as a mountain goat, yes. Yes, yeah. And they have to be able to take people in that direction too. So you can't just have a dog barking at the bottom of a hill. They have to be able to like go and follow the scent because 
a mountain is not going to show them anything. But if they can get to the spot on the mountain where the scent yeah. is coming from, that's going to help. So it's a very specific kind of thing. Um, it's not just crime investigations. Um, in disasters as well, dogs are used in conjunction with canine search and rescue teams to locate victims and survivors of disasters. So it's not always kind of like a murder victim yeah, or yeah. a crime. Sometimes um, natural disaster <laughs> occurs or not natural disaster. CSI dogs. So basically they're, yeah. Yeah, and they, they're trained to <laughs> they're look for round. any kind of victims or survivors. Mm. You know, if there's been a flood yep, or a blizzard. Yep. or Oh, yeah, definitely. Fire, any of that kind of stuff. So anyway, that's that's a little bit. I won't go too deep because it is a it bit of a creepy world. It gets more morbid, I imagine, as it goes. Um, yeah, yeah. But it is really fascinating, and it is a very interesting yeah. doggo for a jobo. Jobo for, for a, a doggo. doggo yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So I hope I hope that wasn't too morbid. For no, you that all, that was good. Like it's um, an important important section to cover. Yeah. Like I've just I on the True Crime podcast they do mention a lot these dogs and. Kind of everybody goes like, how were they reliable? Like, how can you even trust these dogs to go out and look for these scents? But they they well, are yeah, like it's proven time reliable. again that There's, what they do it's a proven thing. Like, and is they find bodies, so like it. it's very useful. Anyway, nice. there you go. How about that? Um, what have you got? Have you got a breed for us well, today? Well, uh, yeah, I do have a breed. Um, it's a Rhodesian Ridgeback, and for <gasps> all of those listening. Yes, it's not a dragon. It is a breed of dog. Convince um, me otherwise. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, when you do like top Google searches, um, it's usually people asking if they are dragons I or 100%. Harry Potter dragon. Um, this is not the case. You're thinking of Hungarian Horntail, maybe? <laughs> uh, Legit, Tom was like, like, oh, I'm going to do this breed. And I was like, are you sure this not a dragon? Yeah, and it wasn't, wasn't a dragon. Um, so uh, Rhodesian Ridgebacks, for those who don't know, um, they can be traced back to the 16th century when Ooh. first European settlers arrived in South Africa and Rhodesia, known as Zimbabwe. Um, their introduced pets did not cope too well with the diseases of African continent um, and the new arrivals that managed to adapt to the environment began crossbreeding with native dogs. And there we go. We get Rhodesian Ridgeback. Oh, there you um, go. So one such native um, was, uh, well, one such native, that doesn't make sense. Was the wild African dog. Okay, one such right. native yeah, yeah, yeah. was the one wild African dog. One such native was the wild African dog. Yeah, they've, interesting. They've made one. mistakes here. The characteristics curved back. Um, characteristic curved back is a trait still present in the Ridgeback today. So they mm. come from these African dogs um, called wild African dogs. I think that's just literally their breed. Um, and they um, are kind of in relation to a bunch of breeds that were around the same area, like Bulldogs, Greyhounds, and Great Danes, apparently all share a similar gene pool to these dogs. Ah, yeah. there you go. Um, so what they look like, for everybody who doesn't know, is they get their name because of the characteristic ridge that runs across their back. So basically the hair is sort of like from either side of the torso is like growing into each other from like the back of their neck down to over their hips, and it causes this little ridge Hang thing. On, I'm going to search it. All the way across the back. And it looks like a weird kind of... Well, yeah, it's exactly that. It's a ridge. Um, it's just a ridge of hair, and it's a, like a lot darker, and it's really defined on the back of the dog. I was like, I was expecting like hunchback of Notre Dame, kind of like a yeah, no, like a actual yeah. hunch, but no, it's just it's just kind of like a like a it's little a ridge of hair, stripe. and it's like it's like a little hairdo that it's they've really just got cute. going on. You know, yeah, it's quite it's quite fetching, really. <laughs> fetching? No, okay. no thanks, Mel. No, that's all right. <laughs> Yeah, um, so they've got a couple of different names as well. Like their nicknames have been <gasps> Van Ruyen dogs. Sorry, what? Um, Van Ruyen dogs. It's its thing. Oh, yep. Or lion dogs. Um, because I imagine that they 
use them in regards to lions in Africa somewhere around there. I don't know why that name is particularly relevant. But yeah, so... Random. Yeah, very random. Um, They're lean, powerful creatures with defined muscle structure. Um, Once fearless hunters, Rhodesian Ridgebacks are quick, agile, and have extremely strong jaws. So they might have actually been in relation to lions because they also owe their incredible keen eyesight to their days as predators in Africa. There you go. Yeah. Isn't a lion a type of cat then? Yeah, but like they would have not not like related to. Oh, I as in like, like how do you like evolve enough to become a lion? The people in Africa may have used yep. them to hunt lions with and stuff you like that. Now. Yeah, with you, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Sorry for all those confused out there. They kind of look like um like boxes. Yeah. Or mastiffs, but like just, taller. Though. Yeah. They're huge. Oh, they so are big, they do beautiful look dogs. Kind of boxery, but mm, they're mm, mm. they're bigger and kind of. Have the little stripey stripe yeah. and a bit darker. I saw more one chocolatey. at the dog park the other day and I got really? to chatting to the owner. Um, uh, the dog's name is Scout. Um, Ow, and she's Scout. beautiful. Um, but like she has these white socks on her paws and apparently that is really undesirable to have in a Ridgeback. Um, as in like. What? Like little, oh, like well, little apparently, toes? Apparently it means that they aren't pure and they're, they're not proper Ridgebacks. Except she was so much prettier than you, your average day Ridgeback. Aww. Um, so like, I don't agree to this, uh, yeah, I don't agree supremacy either. thing going on here with Ridgebacks. Um, yeah. So just, if you see a Ridgeback with socks, get one because they're just gonna, they're a Ridgeback with socks. It's, it's cool. Um, yeah. So they're, they're, they're really loyal dogs and they're excellent companions. Um, they're good for, for jogging as well. So if you're like, like jogging for like hours at a time. Only do it when they're two years old. Because Who if you do jogs it too young, for hours at a time? This lady did, and apparently there's like a bunch of other people who, who do jogs with don't dogs. Don't do that. Like, there's way more interesting things to do than jog for hours at a time. But your dog will love it though. Mm, so it goes against Taylor. everything I believe in. <laughs> yeah, I know. Health. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> health. Ugh. Yuck. Um, but yeah, so they're Crazy. really defensive as well against potential threats. They're just they're really like they're really. Cute. They're excellent all-round dogs, and they're great for families. They're not too yeah. They do look like a family dog, um, and they're just very flexible and adaptable as well. So yeah, they're Suck pretty awesome. Mm, mm. I was I can't remember what it was. It's good. Um, it's really really good quality for the flow on uh, quality quality content. quality podcast no, they content. Are right adorable. Here. Would they be? You remember last episode we talked about how dogs like square framed dogs. Oh yeah yeah yeah. They're not. Are they? No, their, they're, they're, not, they're not the one that you were shoulders. describing. I think they're I think they the are pretty square framed, aren't they? Oh, they've I got mean, a bit of a curved back. So I guess I'm you could say. The hips look higher, but I am not an expert on dog anatomy. So. Well, neither, neither am confirm. I, really. Uh. <laughs> Producer Zane, expert on dog anatomy? No, okay. I, I right. would say that they've got a pretty square frame, but um, I guess it's yeah. up to your discretion. There could, there could be some freak Rhodesians out there that have. Free traditions <laughs> that have a bit more of a slanty toward the head frame. <laughs> what just, what would you call that frame? One. A slanty toward slanty, the head frame? The or diagonal slant, slanty dog. toward the bum frame? Um, yeah. Mm, mm. I don't know. But they're cute. Go they, Google it. My favourite thing is Googling dog breeds I don't know and then being like, cute. oh, my God, more cute things. You just, see, I remembered what I was going to say. You see so many more interesting breeds than I do. Oh, well, I it's, swear it's because... I see Dachshunds. I see... Like, Dachshunds for everybody else. It's a Dachshund. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a Dachshund puppy. Yeah, yeah. 
<clears throat> Americans call them dachshunds. Yep. Dachshunds. Um, we in Australia call them dachshunds. That's the incorrect pronunciation. It's German. It is. But if you um, want to go listen yeah. to our dachshund episode, I'll just wait. <laughs> um, and I see like... Um, like what are the little, like kind of like little bulldoggy ones or staffies? Like I see a lot oh, yeah. Staff, of staffies. Staffies are everywhere. A lot of um, staffies yeah. and then a lot of fluffies, like so, a lot of poodles or Maltese or Maltese Shih Tzus or anything like that. Yep. But I don't like well, you were like, saying you see lots. Of, I mean, I guess you work. You know, with working dogs. at a doggy daycare, you're gonna see like but I a never lot see of the dogs stuff that come like in. Rhodesian, or at least if I do, I don't yep. recognize them. And then well. I go to the dog park, which is basically a block away from where I work, and I see them all running around as well. Yeah. So there's a lot that don't actually come to my work, which is fine. That's it cool. means their owners are looking after their dogs. Um, so yeah, like I've seen Basenjis, I've seen Dalmatians, oh, I German so Shepherds, Ridgebacks. That's really cool. Great Danes, all of them. Yeah, that's so cool. And I like get plenty, plenty of dachshunds, dachshunds. 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 Um, <laughs> so. Uh, it's German. <laughs> moving on, Taylor. Have so a, the dog home. You got a tip and or trick for I us? I do. Uh, today I want to talk about a very serious topic nope. um, about adopting dogs. Oh, oh okay. And we yeah. have discussed this in different ways, but I wanted to like definitively have a chat about why it's better to adopt a pet than to shop for a pet. I agree. Yep. Yep. Because I, growing up, we bought my dogs from breeders. Mm -hmm. Like my parents Mm -hmm. would all like, we bought my first dog, Bella. She was from a breeder. Um, And then our current dog, Zola, is from a pet shop. And kind of everyone I knew would get from breeders or from pet shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just thought like, that's the way to go. And if you were adopting, it was like a cheap way to do it or you were getting like maybe oh. a, a – like this is a little tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were getting maybe like a, a, a really mixed breed dog or like you were getting like not as good a dog and that is, is absolutely not true. But there are so, there is some fact in that though, like because most of the dogs that you will find for adopter pets – are going to be mixed breeds and they yeah, are yeah. a lot cheaper, oh, most sure. definitely. But, um, but I, I think there was a know. part of me that associated that with – a, a negative side <laughs> with, to owning a dog with lower class. Yeah, citizens. no, I was, I was yes. really snobby <laughs> as a child, and I thought you had to have like a pure breed dog, or I thought you had to have. Yeah, actually, I remember as a kid thinking that that was yeah, totally that was the, the way to go. And then there was like the dog food pedigree that went along with that as well. I yeah. remember as a kid thinking that pedigree dog food was the only food that you could feed your dog. Yeah. It's actually got I had... terrible, terrible ratings. <laughs> Don't I mean, give your dog pedigree. I think when <laughs> you're bad. a kid, you assume that the way your family or your parents do things is the absolute correct way and everybody else yeah. is kind yeah, of yeah. Mm, not right. And then when you grow up, you're kind of like, oh, wow, my family did it that way. That's so weird. <laughs> I would much prefer to do it this way. Yeah. So, and that's what I'm learning is I kind of always thought that if I would get a dog, I would go to a breed or I would pick yeah. a small fluffy and get, you know, a purebred or I'd get a, a nice, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but um, the more I've been on this podcast and the more I've been talking to a lot of other dog owners, yeah. I've realized that adoption is really key and it's really important because there are thousands of dogs in adoption yeah, shelters. Beyond th- like tens of thousands, which is yeah, really upsetting. That- and it's it's kind of almost, well, it is a problem. It, yeah. A- and the the benefit of adopting a dog versus going, I mean, I'm not saying breeders are bad people. Yeah, uh, no, and there's no. a need for them in some ways, but some of those pet shops and things like puppy mills are yes, so awful. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly think, I think pet shops shouldn't. Um, because they yeah. keep them in such bad so situations. So small, so um, small conditions. I, I saw a couple of Labradors at a pet shop the other day. Yeah. They were getting so big. Like clearly they've yeah, been yeah, there yeah. for 
quite a few weeks now and there was three of them in like this teeny tiny window and I just thought they need room like they're starting to grow they need to run around so what I just want to do and I'm not I'm not trying to be preachy. No, no, no. Obviously, no, 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 no. if you want to get a specific dog, good. you wanted a feral hound, you went yeah, and well, located like a feral hound. In defending breeders, breeders are going to keep sort of, well, it's it's going to make sure that there are definable breeds, I guess, in the future. So yeah. breeders breeders will keep that yeah. going on track, a except of... it doesn't devalue adoption dogs in any way yeah. either because, well, they're, they're, they're dogs that need to be loved as well. You know? And there is totally a place for purebred dogs and there's Damn a straight. place for breeders that are cultivating life in... Um, more rare dogs or dogs yeah. that might not yep. otherwise exist. So there's a place for all that kind of stuff. But if you're looking for a family pet, if you are just looking for someone to be in your life, if you, you know, really want to like help, you know, rather than encouraging more dogs to be created where there's more of a yeah. need, go and adopt one. So here's a couple of reasons that I found. And I know I've definitely Hit changed my them, mind Taylor. since I was a kid yep. on why you should adopt. Fair enough. One is because <laughs> you'll save a life. Yes. So each year, 2.7 million adoptable dogs and cats are euthanized oh. in the United States. Oh. So United States, not here. Oh, this is a but really, really cheerful episode. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> might have all like death. In the- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't worry. Soon it'll be Christmas. And let me yeah, tell you, okay. I got some little Christmas articles Jingle dogs. Coming. Here we come. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Too many pets come into shelters and too few people consider adoption. So the number of animals that don't make it could be reduced dramatically if more people adopted pets instead of buying them. So when you adopt, you're going to save that dog's life. You're going to make it happier, better, and you're going to save it from being potentially gone. Yeah. Um, So that's that's the first reason is first of all, you're going to save this animal's life. It's a good reason. Two, you'll get a great animal. So animal shelters and rescue groups are brimming with happy, healthy pets waiting for someone to take them home. Most shelter pets wound up there because of a human problem, like a move or a divorce, not because the animals did anything wrong. Yeah. Many are already house trained and used to living with families. So yeah, yeah, yeah. like That's it. when I was a kid, I think there's probably a common association with them being mutts or yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. dogs that were well, like, like I think it's changed away. a lot as well because I think standards have come up with for these sure. Certain places where they're actually starting, like um, there's one, I don't think it's an RSPCA centre. There's another big centre that's like on the outskirts of Brisbane mm. and they've got a number of dogs in there and they're rehabilitating the dogs as well. So, so like they get seen for adoption every day, except at the same time, like all of their trainers are sort of going in and then just sort of showing them new things and playing with them and, and making sure that they're all... A OK for society when they get back out because a lot of oh, these so poor dogs also have get been through some stuff. Some, yeah, some mis- mistreated stuff yeah, happening sure. from bad humans. Oh, humans! Sure. Um, number three is because it'll cost you less. So usually yeah. when you adopt a pet, the cost of spay and neutering or first vaccination, sometimes even microchipping is included in the adoption price, which can save you some of the upfront costs. Um, you might also <laughs> save on housebreaking and training expenses if mm-hmm. they're one of those already trained animals. Yes. So I think. And don't quote me, but I think the RSPCA to adopt a dog is about fifty dollars. Um, yeah, 50 they, to they bring out they bring out like specials every now and then. Yeah, like which is a great idea, which is, which is um, still amazing considering yeah. most dogs from pet shops or breeders retail around seven fifty, seven fifty and upwards. Yeah, um, I, th- I think generally RSPCA try and sit on two fifty, except at the moment I've seen it a lot more lately, where mm. they've just been like, oh. $50, come pick up a dog. Yeah, they'll give you um, specials. Like which it's, is, it's very affordable. Yeah. Like absolutely. So and not to forget that when you're adopting, that money is going back into that 
Back into that helping um, system, that definitely. Yeah, charity yeah, yeah. and back into that um, the adoption centre. So mm, it's not mm, mm. going to another breeder or a puppy mill. Yeah, well, like getting the microchipped alone, I think, is something like it's $100. Really so if yeah. you can get away with that with $50 and a new dog that is going to be loving and wonderful, it's so much cheaper. Yeah. Sure. Mm. Um, it's one way to fight puppy mills. So a puppy mill is a factory-style breeding facility that put profit above the welfare of dogs. So Ugh. unlike breeders, which Yuck. <laughs> are looking after the animals and focusing on one litter at a time, mm. they are trying to breed and breed and breed as many dogs as they can get out as possible. So they're housed in poor conditions with it's improper like, medical care, oh. and they're often usually sick and have bad behavior because they can't look after oh, these so dogs. so terrible. I didn't even realize puppy mills existed. Yeah, it's really horrible. It's really horrible. Um, the mums of the puppies are kept in cages and they bred like they breed them over and over and over again. Yeah. So like think if you had a human and then oh, after yeah, nine months she we, had a baby, had a you'd go dog again. Come to us who'd been through that. The owner was telling yeah. us, so it was sort of like mounting was an issue sort of thing. So obviously. <laughs> yeah. So oh. they um they they just breed them over and over again and once they're done with another litter, they'll wait and then get them ready to go oh, again. This is a sad so <laughs> Stay, stay. Why are you doing this, Taylor? <laughs> but yeah, so they they don't have human companionship. It's not like they've got somebody looking after them yeah. or walking them or every day, and they don't have much hope of joining a family. So after they're no longer profitable, yep. breeding dogs are discarded. So abandoned, sold at an auction, or worse. Oh. Basically, um, puppy mills continue to stay in business through deceptive tactics. Their customers are unsuspecting consumers who shop in pet stores yep. over the internet or through yep. ads. Ugh. So they keep making these puppies until people stop buying them, basically. And if they want a certain kind of puppy, they'll just make it over and over and over and people will keep buying it oh, or sell it to pet wow. shops. And that's how you do it. If you oh, adopt a so pet, terrible. you oh. can be sure that they're not coming from a puppy mill. Basically, yeah, that's, or that's if they it. are coming well, from a puppy mill, they are they've one of the been breeders. rehabilitated yeah, yeah, from a yeah, puppy mill. Yeah. yeah. Um, because your home will thank you. Many of the pets from shelters and rescues are house trained already, which yep. means you're saving the pet's life. You might be saving a rug. Yeah. Thank you, Humane <laughs> Society. Appreciate wow. that. So important that we save that rug. <laughs> yep. Because all pets are good for your health, but adoptees offer an extra boost. So not only do animals give you unconditional love, but they've been shown to be psychologically, emotionally, and physically beneficial to their companions. Yeah, most definitely. Absolutely. Um, because adoption helps more than one animal. So like I said before, overbanden oh, one more time. Overburden shelters take in millions of stray and abused animals every year. So by adopting an animal, you're making room for the other ones, plus the cost of your adoption goes Towards the shelter. Yeah. Um, and because you will change a homeless animal's world and you'll get a new best friend. It'll be wonderful. It'll be so wonderful. It'll be so good for so everyone. So the caption on the photo says, pet lovers know adoption is the snuggliest option. Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's pretty good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to, to really reiterate that point because I know I – since being a kid and even really a teenager, I've definitely changed my mind yeah, on adoption yeah, yeah. because yeah, definitely. No, I didn't like I, I think adoption is actually a really good idea, and I would have gone that way except um, I had an allergy problem. So like, and you can't. Oh, yeah, it's very sure. tough to find yeah. um, allergy easy dogs at an adoption facility. And adoption <laughs> might not be right for you, and that's fine if you're mm. after a particular breed, and if you're or, willing to pay a lot more, or if you're willing to pay a lot more, <laughs> or you you have a you know if you're showing dogs and you need a kind of breed, obviously that's it. there yeah, are other precisely. reasons, but. You're just looking for a new best friend if you're not too picky on breeds. That's it. If you're happy to give something love that hasn't had it before, then adoption mm. might be the way for you. Yeah. I just thought I'd uh, put that put, out put there. Put that one out there. Because I know if I <laughs> ever get a backyard 
and money that yeah, I yeah. will be adopting a dog. And um, <laughs> yeah, no, adoption will be that, that the way, would to, be go the way to go. And I think I want to go Most greyhounds because there's so many greyhounds that need adopting. Yes. Uh, and all greyhounds are just like, they're all so beautiful. beautiful. They're just lovely dogs. That, they just want to be loved. They just want to run. They just want to run, run and be loved. That's all they need. All right, that's absolutely where we're going to stop yep, it for okay. today. Okay, I'm howling. I'm sad. Uh, that was a very sorry, sad yeah, I'm episode. Sorry, I didn't mean to put both of those together. But just remember that's what the Rhodesian Ridgeback Dragon dogs. Um, they will make you happier. The happiest dogs. Um, just focus on that. If anything, but it's important. <laughs> it's still both positive messages coming out. I just yeah, they were it's both, true. They 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 def- yeah they're they important. Were just both a bit serious. Yeah. And I'm Adopt sorry. a dog. Do it. But adopt a dog and don't have crime. Yeah. Yeah. Or do have crime so or, cadaver dogs can so, come help you. I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right. That's probably enough. Uh, you can follow us on our socials. You can. Um, I don't know the socials. <laughs> I don't know why you're looking at me. Um, I looked um, at Tom and I was like, I wonder if I can get Tom can, to say the socials. You can find us, uh, Floof and Papa, on Facebook. Um, yes. We're also uh, top search on Google if you put that's not canon behind it as well. So you can For find sure. a lot of stuff there. Yeah, we're on Instagram at Floof and Papa Podcast and Twitter at Floof and Papa Podcast. Yeah. I think our Instagram is just at Floof and Papa. Twitter as well. Twitter as so well. So just search it. And uh, if you can't find us and you need to, send me a message and I will apologize and then send yeah, you the correct yeah, link. Yeah, yeah, And don't ask Tom because Tom does don't ask not know of everything. Uh, <laughs> They're also in, in the, the show, show notes. notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, give us a Google. We'll be there. Um, thanks to That's Not Canon Productions for hosting us again today. Yep, yep. We appreciate it. Thanks for adopting us. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's probably it I now. think that's it. Me and bork, my sadness bork, will go away. Goodbye. Bork, bork, goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.